Get your foursome together and sign up today for the Dyslexia Center of Utah Charity Golf Tournament. Join the fun May 13th at Cedar Hills Golf Course. 100% of the proceeds go to the Dyslexia Center Scholarship Fund. Space is limited. Find out more at dyslexiacenterofutah.org. Well, PK, now you've really stepped into it. And I get the personal disappointment. And, you, you know, you keep this stuff to, your, uh, to yourself. And, and you got to do the show on the air. <laughs> Be the trained <laughs> professional. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the jazz in Minnesota. I'm talking about important stuff. Talking what? about getting a Dodger dog at Dodger Stadium. And Farmer John <laughs> will no longer make Dodger dogs at Dodger Stadium. What's the point anymore? I mean, this makes you question I've everything you it. believe. Back-to-back really loss does. to the Wolves. Nobody will be talking about them next month. They'll either get it done or they won't against a bigger-name opponent. This is a tragedy in my life. That's what I'm getting at. Open up. Let your true feelings out. I mean, a Dodger dog. I think Dodger Stadium is the best baseball stadium in the history of baseball stadiums, right? I'm, I'm biased there. I mean, obviously. It's, it's a personal opinion, so you obviously you're going to be biased. And if you grew and up in the, the Northeast, war, you would say Fenway Park. If you grew up in the Midwest, you'd say Wrigley Field. But you are a transplanted child of the West. And all those places... Or both those places and all the other places you named are awesome. You know, I've mm-hmm. been to all of them: Yankee Stadium, both Yankee stadiums, uh, Fenway, Wrigley. You name it. This is great. But something about the ocean breezes coming in uh, late afternoon, early evening, those mountains, uh, just just everything. And part of the allure is biting into a Dodger dog. Those things are just absolutely awesome. It's like the Best food, caviar, filet, whatever, <laughs> whatever food you imagine as the greatest, uh, whatever it might be, New York pizza, you name it. That's what a Dodger dog is. It is synonymous with Dodger baseball is on the air. And I heard about this yesterday, and I texted my wife immediately, and she just responded, no way. First Vin, now this, what else is left? So growing up in Southern California, Padre fan, you don't like the Dodgers. It's a one-way rivalry. The Dodgers' real rivalry is with the Giants. Maybe this year real with the Padres, it'll, it'll be really different. But for years, Padres hate the Dodgers. Dodgers are like, eh, yeah, but we got a thing here with the Giants. That's the real deal. And I can still remember, PK, I was probably 19 or 20, first time I went to a – probably 19. And going down with friends who were Do- – and I was I – was, uh, all set up not to like it, right? It's the Dodgers. Why am I going to like their stadium? Why am I going to like their announcers? Why am I going to like any? And coming up over the hill, and it was just like the weather was perfect and the sun and the whole thing. Dodger Stadium, driving in the parking lot, looked like a million bucks. The, the stadium arms out there, and the, the Dodger fans I'm with, I'm going to college with, kids who grew up in L.A., and they're like, we got to get Dodger dogs. I mean, it's like the third inning. And, it, and, and they were awesome. The third inning? What they took were, so long? They were awesome. I don't know. In, re, in retrospect, what's wrong with the pregame Dodger dog, right? I don't know what it was. And yeah. then one in the third and one in the sixth. <laughs> How many Dodger PK's dogs? All about, PK is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it was great. And I wanted to complain about it. I was set up to complain about everything about the Dodgers. I couldn't. The stadium was awesome. Vince Scully was awesome. The Dodger dogs were awesome. I just had to admit it. I didn't want to. I wanted to complain. I wanted to whine. 
And now it's yeah. over. It's over. And Jeff posting, you put this up on Facebook, Jeff posting, that is blasphemy. What is next? Is. Grilling the dogs? And I saw some people said they didn't care. Well, my response to that is, what is next? Sooner or later, if we allow this to happen and there's not a fight, they're going to come after your Jello. <laughs> Who's they? Back off. Whoever decides they. I mean, come in, in this the world. Big they, in, the big they? The conspiracy just, theory? You just say they. Yeah. They. Come yeah. on. It's all about they. Yeah, you just say, just read any LeBron's tweets. They. They. And you, you just, and, or read uh, whomever's tweets, whichever side. They. Are you funeral potatoes up after the yellow is taken? Yeah. What's next? If you can take away the institution of Dodger Dogs... What is next? This is an institution. This is right. The stars come and go. Garvey and Say and yep. Lopes and Russell, they were awesome. Mike Piazza, uh, the, the pitchers, Drysdale and Koufax and uh, Roy Campanella, on and on. All the great ones in the history of the Los Angeles Dodger history. I'm not sure about Brooklyn. Maybe they had them back there, but I don't think so. So I'm just staying with Dodger. And I don't know. I think uh, maybe Campanella didn't make the transition. Maybe he had the uh, injury before they moved. But all these great players over the years, Oral Hershiser, you name it, the toy cannon, Jimmy Wynn, it doesn't matter who they are. They'll come and go. But Dodger dogs, Ray, Dodger dogs, Ray, <laughs> have been there. Dodger dogs were not in Field of Dreams, so don't drop right in there. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, James Earl Jones is pumping Dodger dogs in the middle Dodger of the right. That would have been the greatest product placement oh, ever. Can you imagine? Hey, there's literally I'm just saying there's a book PK that you would enjoy. Have you ever read the book from Dodger Dogs to Fenway Franks? No. The, yeah, I read it. It's uh, it's the easiest read in the world. This uh, middle school English teacher in Seattle, decided one summer he was going to see every ballpark. And he gets into all the ballparks, many of which have now been torn down, uh, but some of which you went to, absolutely. And the stuff that happened on the trips, uh, he gets into all the stuff. He gets into, you'd love it because there's a big stuff of music, his music for the open road, because obviously some ballparks are 90 minutes apart, and then he's got full day drives. And it's just, it's part diary Part baseball, part music. It, it was it was really a good read, and it was super easy. I mean, you just blow right through it. I mean, nothing heavy about it. Um, but just think about that, like Dodger Dogs. Literally, how does a Dodger? How does it become the title of a book? And a pretty good one. I enjoyed the read. It was fun. Because it's an institution, Ray. <laughs> In your next career, you're going to do product placement for sports movies, and make think everybody some it, money. Man. Leave our price house alone. Scott says, this is sad. I wish I could get one more. You can, Scott. Dane says, why is it a liberal thing? Too many hurt feelings? Or do we have to politicize Dodger dogs? Yeah, everything is. No. No, no. Did you read the the story on what happened? How could I? Did you want me to cry? Did you want me to just crumble to the ground in the fetal position? Did I read the story of what happened? No. I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Because the one constant through all the years, Ray, has been Dodger dogs. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It has been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But Dodger dogs have marked the time. Dodger dogs, 
Dodger dogs, it's part of our past, Ray. It reminds of all that once was good and all that could be good again. Nice. You've got that speech down cold. You've watched it a million times when they replay it on the baseball <laughs> network in the winter. I know, because I have two. So, here's a quote from Farmer John. Are you ready? What does no. it come down to? What, what does it always come down to? You've told us a million times. What does, it, what does everything in life come down to? So many conflicts, so many things. Money. It's money. Farmer John, here's a quote from the story. Farmer John had a longstanding and valued relationship with the Dodgers. After the 2019 season, Farmer John made the difficult business decision not to renew its contract with the Dodgers. Unfortunately, through the latest contract negotiations, we were unable to come to an agreement that was beneficial for both parties. That reads to me, Farmer John saying, we're not writing that big a check, despite decades of this mutually beneficial relationship. We're not writing a check to pay for one more of your $80 million starting pitchers. We're not doing it. And because everything's business, the story, this is from the story, the good news is the Dodgers hold the trademark for Dodger Dogs, so that isn't going away. The only thing that will change is the company that makes them. Farmer John will not be allowed to continue selling Dodger Dogs away from the stadium. So there's still going to be Dodger dogs. They're going to be made by somebody else, and the Dodgers have actually been doing blind taste tests trying to get the new company to, to make Dodger no. dogs that taste exactly the same. No. So I don't know that it's over, even though it's not Farmer John. If Nathan's moves in and takes over, we will never forgive them. No, no, no. Because I, I believe Farmer John will come back to Dodger Stadium, and when that happens, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Dodger Stadium for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up Chavez Ravine, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at the front door of Dodger Stadium as innocent as children, longing for the pass of a Dodger dog. Of course, we won't mind if you look around. You'll say, it's only $20 per Dodger dog. And they'll pass over the money without even thinking about it, for it is money they have and peace and Dodger dogs they lack. Didn't the little girl in the movie choke on a hot dog? Isn't that why Doc stepped across the line? I mean, was that a Fenway Frank or a Dodger dog? I need to know. You have to ask? I'm setting you up to be the star. Would you just accept it? Come on, PK. Of course it was a Dodger dog. And she bit in it too fast. But Doc, a little smack in the back, which solves a lot of stuff, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Including choking. Yes, yes. So the good news, PK, is I can tell you where to go to get that Farmer John's Dodger dog. They can't call it Dodger dog, but but to get it. No, 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 it's not the same. Farmer John's released a statement on the termination of the partnership on the heels of signing with... LAFC. Yes, Farmer John's will be selling those Dodger dogs. Not Not calling them Dodger dogs, but selling them at soccer games. It's not the same. It's like I could take the same popcorn, have it at home, and it's not the same as if I'm at the theater. It's just not. For some reason that I can't explain, Ray, it's not the same. It's got to be in the setting. And I can't go down to Carson or wherever and recreate it. It's got to be a Chavez, Ray. You're not understanding, Ray. This cannot be recreated, Ray. (laughs) It has been estimated the team sells approximately 3 million Dodger dogs per season. 
Well, they draw three million people. Who's not eating Dodger dogs when they go to the ballpark? I would cover games at Dodger Stadium and have access. I stood in line one time to the uh, pregame media meal, and there's a guy behind me. It's bleep. It was a horse bleep call. Just absolutely horse bleep. And I turn around, and it's Vin. (laughs) (laughs) I would go down to the mezzanine to get a Dodger dog and pay for it and pass up the free pregame meal. Maybe that's probably why I have to lose 20 pounds. But that's how good they were. And now they're gone? Now they're gone, Ray. No. 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 The lights have been turned off. The diamond is now a cornfield. I don't like it. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Big T coming up at the top of the hour. Thurl Bailey will join us. Coming up next, we got more of you waking up and reacting to the Jazz losing to Minnesota. We will do that next. Stay with us. If you build it, you will come. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no. Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God! Stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned? You'd like me to call you Handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans, yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day, presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Mother's Day is May 9th. Get the best blanket ever. That's also the best gift ever for Mother's Day with Mickey Couture. Sandy and her staff are. Doing it again for our listeners, helping you get it right on Mother's Day. Get 50% off now when you mention Zone 50 at a store near you or online at MinkyCouture.com. That's promo code Zone 50. That's Minky Couture for Mother's Day. All right, PK. So we have uh, knocked this around this morning a lot. How did the Jazz lose to the Wolves again? How does this happen? What does it mean for the future? If anything, what does it tell us about the Jazz? What are they saying about it, and how are they going to change this up going forward? And there are more questions than answers. I would say if there's one thing that bugs me, it's not any of the X's and O's stuff. It's not the shots going in. The reluctance to take shots that I thought I I saw in the third quarter, that bugged me quite a bit. Probably bugged me more than anything, even even, even messing up the last play with six seconds when I thought they are actually going to pull this out. Holy cow. They've done a lot of things wrong, but they're going to they're gonna find a way to win this. And then they messed it up. I would say pull it off, not pull it out. This, he says, moving right along. This. <laughs> but the thing that, that bugs me the most, I think when you get to the playoffs, stuff's going to go wrong. You're going to miss shots. Calls are going to go against you. The other team is going to go on a run. All kinds of stuff is going to happen. And the teams that win, the one thing they have in common is they got a level of resilience. They bounce back. They have the mental toughness that you love to talk about, lecture about. They got people who have an attitude. Amen. And they just say, bleep it. That sucked, but bleep it. Let's go win the game. Right? Larry Bird did that 40 years ago. He would literally say that stuff. 
Jordan, he didn't care that he missed 30 shots. He made the last two and he broke Jazz fans' heart for years to come, and they're still wearing the scars, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Kobe did it. LeBron has done it. We can list a bunch of other guys. Duncan didn't say boo, and he didn't strut around, and he didn't wear it on his sleeve the way Bird did, but he did it. And the fact that they lost to the Wolves kind of the same way two nights in a row with the same parallels, it's like you got to shake stuff off quickly because the four losses pile up pretty fast and then it's over. And so how quickly, no matter how bad it is, Rudy, you bleeped up. You feel your own words, you bleeped up. Your own words, you feel dumb when you watch the tape. Okay, say it and now just shake it off. You got to shake it off because those four games and the playoffs, you lose them in a flash. And you got to turn it around. Yeah, okay. So, are they going to do it? And the fact they didn't do it against the Wolves, as bad as Saturday was, shake it off and turn it around Monday. You know, and they didn't do it. That, that's the thing that bugs me. You got to shake this stuff off. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, the playoffs can be over in a flash, that's for sure. Uh, when you're losing and trouble times are going to come within a ball game. Uh, but how are you mentally tough to be able to overcome that? I believe that's what it is. It's about mental toughness. And I thought clearly Conley showed that. Uh, but I, and Gobert shows it. To me, he shows it in spades. So I don't, I don't worry about him. Absolutely not. I mean, he, he goofed up. He's a human being. So what, what can I tell you, man? And I don't know that I blame it uh, exclusively on him. I don't know what was said in the huddle. I don't know what was said as they're walking out on the floor. But it should have been said 50 times over. And the great thing about it is that it won't happen again. This will never happen again in a game-winning situation defensively with Gobert on the floor, with him being involved. Absolutely will not happen. So I feel comfort in that, knowing that they screwed up. And it was like, what did I just see? I don't believe it. And, I mean, I, I literally don't. This defensive team and Quinn Steiner preaching defense and you allow a dude just to get an unrestricted layup line. Yep. Not e- I mean, it was. The I easiest mean, shot in basketball. Yeah, yeah. And just catch a ball and just shoot, go in there and make that shot. We all know what happens. But I don't think that's going to happen again. I want the mental toughness. And to me, I'm going to view this as a positive, which I know is shocking. Yeah, what are you doing? Who are you? What have you done with PK? And because, you know, I think it's easier for me because I don't have the fan win-lose investment. Mm -hmm. I have the fan uh, win, uh, not win-lose emotional investment, but I certainly have the time investment. And then I'm getting paid for it, so I don't want to pat on the back by any stretch. It's a requirement of the job, just like anybody who, whatever their job is, they've got to do certain things or it's requirements. So by all means, don't. I'm not asking for anything beyond, well, this is what you're supposed to do, and I am doing it, So, and I take it very seriously. But I do invest a whole heck of a lot of time into this team. We all feel obligated to do it. So I, even though I don't get caught up in the winning and losing, I feel like I'm right there with you, and I'm speaking to the general you, fan, man or woman, and there's hundreds of thousands of them uh, that uh, live in our community who have that investment. So I appreciate it and respect it. Uh, and they're right now they're down. But to me, as I step back, and last night I, I was ticked for them. It bugged me, no doubt about it. But I got up this morning, started thinking about it, and put it in 
not in reflection, but just trying to find a way to think about it and what it means. And right now I'm at the point, and I'll ask Thurl about it here in, in, in a little bit, about uh, this stuff is something that can be beneficial uh, do I want it that easy? Phoenix is on your butt right now, man. They are as close as can possibly be. And right now, I would think they would win Friday. And I'm not sure the Jazz win tomorrow against Sacramento. I don't know that. I think they do, but I thought they would win the last two games, and they and they didn't. So I can't say that. So let's see what you got now. Because it's about mental toughness. The skill is there. Every one of these guys has the skill. We've seen it in abundance, Right. And so it's slipping a little bit. Joe Ingles isn't shooting the ball well right now. Uh, Jordan Clarkson uh, has not been shooting the ball well for a good while uh, consistently. And I said earlier, shooting like 31 32% in the losses this month. So what do you got, man? You know, you were anointed sixth man of the year by our broadcasters and everyone, including me. And All right, so now it's not working for you. Well, what do you do, man? Because when, when things are working for you, well, what are you showing me? Yeah, great. Everybody's great when they're a front runner. It's what do you do when the chips are down, man? How do you find a way to get out of it? And that's what that's what you can see. John Beck, and I wrote about this. Jaco posted here this morning at 1280 The Zone, and uh, it will be posted at KSL. My buddy Joss Furlong will put it up here in an hour or so. And he's talking about the scars. And what do you got when you get the scars? You know, what do you do? You're going to get the scars. Right, you remember we just we interviewed him. What was it last week? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about uh, they got and he's trained uh, uh, three of the five quarterbacks that are expected to go in high in the first round. And he's talking about the scars. And obviously, John had a ton of scars when he was in college because he played for th- well four years, obviously, but uh, two of the three losing seasons that BYU had in a row, he was quarterbacking there. And then he was the quarterback when they went 6-6. Six and six, And then he, he withstood all those stars, and he went out a winner. Back to Harleen, and then 38-8 to eight over Oregon in the Vegas Bowl. And they finished uh, 30, uh, what was that, 11-2, uh, and two, right? So he's got all those scars, man. And he survived them. And the NFL didn't work the way he thought it would. All right. But what did he do? He turned it into a lucrative career uh, coaching and training, basically. So you're going to get these scars, and the Jazz got some scars right now. This is a great time to get the scars. I'd rather get them now than to get them in the postseason. So uh, what do you got? And I am so just eager to watch this game tomorrow night. And I agree with you, don't pass up shots. That's the conclusion I've come to, is keep firing, guys. That's how you got the best record in the league. You didn't get the best record in the league by being passive. You got the best record in the league by being awesome. So go ahead and keep doing it. That's the one thing I want to see. I want to see Jordan Clarkson look for his shot every time he's got the ball. Doesn't mean he shoots every time, but I want to see him look for it. And, Joe, if you're open, if you don't shoot, I'm going to come over to your house and and do like Doc did to the little girl and feel the dreams and smack you in the back <laughs> because you got to do it. So this is a fun time right now. You didn't think you were going to just breeze through, did you? And everything was going to come so easy? When has that ever happened? Did it happen to Kobe? Did it happen to, to um, Jordan? Nope. <clears throat> nope. Uh, no. every, everybody, everybody gets the scars. Yeah. Everybody gets the scars. And even when you think 
you know, even the players who you think like escaped without the scars, you know, like Magic won as a rookie and he won five times. He went back to back and he's the first guy to do it in two decades. And they're like, yeah, ask uh, Magic about losing an NBA Finals at Madison at, at uh, Boston Garden, and like the the ever present smile will come off his face, you know. And I've heard James Worthy talk about it, saying we choked, we choked, you know. They won five championships and they feel like they choked. Jordan didn't have the scars. I mean, we all saw the documentary last summer. They had the scars going against the Pistons. They loathed each other. They got swept by those guys one time. They got beaten seven by those guys. When they finally took them down, it was awesome. But it was a quest. It was a, it was a quest. And, and you and I, we're old enough to be hardcore fans at that point. We were adults. And there were, yes, Yes. and there were, well, you and I both know there were plenty of people who thought Jordan would never get over the hump. And that seems like a horrible take now, because it is. But at the time, there were plenty of people who wanted to believe that. Uh, He scores a lot of points, but he's he's not a champion. He's not cut from what these guys are cut from. Right. No, yeah, you're right. And and I think that that is, um, Shaq is a lightning rod. You know, because it's TNT, it's big games, and people are watching their pre-half and post stuff because they're watching these big games. And Shaq goes to Donovan. Kenny's got as much doubt. He's nicer about it. But his doubt goes straight to the scars. Like, when Barkley said last week, hey, we got to give the Jazz a shot here. We're overlooking them. Kenny said, this year? Like, Kenny's all about the Jazz a year from now after they accumulate more scars. Now, you're right, the window... PK feels like it's going shut because you got multiple guys in their 30s. Are they all going to stay healthy and productive? Nobody's going to have a drop off. You know, we're getting back to the the era, the statues era. Is the window closing, right? Yeah, yeah. Was well, yeah, the window yeah, closing yeah. on Chris Paul? How many more runs does he yes. get? Well, I closing. thought in Houston that that was his last best chance. No. <laughs> and they, well, obviously, no, right? Absolutely right. not. But he had so many injuries, and he was, what, 33 at that point, kind of where Conley is now. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. Conley can have two more good bites at the apple. He really can. I think he can. But, but he might not. He's a free agent, too. He's a free Right. There's a business side. He's a free agent. I think that gets worked out. I think the odds are that'll get worked out. You know, but as far as health and productivity, when you're a six foot guy, when it goes, it goes in a hurry. But it hasn't gone for Chris Paul. It may or, you know, we don't know how it's going to play out for Conley. He might have two really good years. He might fall off the cliff. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm the one who thought that the Jazz were going to win in the first quarter of the Wolves game. Don't ask me what's going to happen in two years. I couldn't get the last three quarters of last night's game right. So, you, but, but Kenny is just, you know, and he's about our age, right? He's seen everything we've seen. You got, you got to get the scars. And for Rudy, messing that switch up, that's one of the scars. You know, that's one of the scars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got him. It's there. You've lost these two ball games. So I'm I'm not down on them. I'm dismayed that they lost these ball games. I'll be the first to admit. And I don't know about the number one seed now. Well, <laughs> you know, Locke, and 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 you know, Locke's all in, and he's emotional, and you know, he grew up he grew up a Jazz fan with the Malone poster on his wall. He's talked about that, but what he told us Friday was, if the Jazz don't have that one seed in hand in this next week, and clearly they don't, they're going to be in trouble. You know, you can look sure. at the schedule on paper. They should have made hay this week and extended that lead to you know three four games with what they'd be down to nine to go. 
And it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now, the, the Suns play the Clippers Wednesday. If the Clippers win that game and the Jazz take care of business in Sacramento and the Jazz find a way to go in and win Friday, I don't think they're going to win without okay. Donovan, but they could. You got, you're, back, you're back in charge. Yeah, yeah you, are, you are. You are. You are. So but it's still there. we don't think there. that right now. No. But I, just, I don't give a f- well. Oh, maybe. hey now. Hey, oh. I don't care. <laughs> Joe Ingles. There you go. Thank you, Joe. Don't, don't give me the number one seed. So what? Even better. Yeah. Because you get gagged at the end, so all the people who doubted you, they doubted you even more. Well, and anyone who wants to backdoor it, that Clipper-Pelican loss is really sad because the Clippers to one while the Lakers are in four or five. It's not how we thought they'd end up on the other side of the bracket, but it put them on the other side of the bracket. So this is even better. It could be. I don't know that you should be wishing for the Suns, though. I don't know that they're a great matchup. So, you know, it's it's I'm West. not wishing for anybody. There's five good teams in the West by the second round. You're absolutely playing somebody who could beat you. Doesn't mean they will, but they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the point? Right. Yes. You can drive yourself you can drive yourself nuts. You gotta play them, they gotta play you. But let's have more people pile on. Let's go. Come on, people. Pile on. Jazz fans, all you doubters, I wanna hear from you. Where are you? How you hanging on? Pile on right now. Tell me that they got no chance, and I'm going to personally record it and go over, and Monday night, me, Joe, Renee, and the kids, we're going to have family night, and I'm going to play all these things that you say. Get on our app and tell us that the Jazz have no chance. This is typical Jazz. Time to fold. Let's hear it. Where are you? I want to hear from you because... I'm going to pass it along to them. Let's have more people doubting you. Even better when you silence all those critics. And believe me, I know nothing about uh, having a free pass to where you just roll in there and everybody believes you. And I didn't even know where I was going to go with this. I had to pause and think, oh, man, I'm speaking and I'm not making any (laughs) sense. So I better regroup here real quick. Spinning my tires, but I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) Oh, he was going somewhere. <laughs> going, into, going into Joe Ingles' territory. He was going to get a tech and a fine. Then he's going to go home and hear about it from the wife. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. If I ever got fined, I couldn't afford it. At least Joe is rich. <laughs> All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. The Jazz take on the Suns on Friday. How important is that game when it comes to determining the best team in the West? I think it's huge. It may not be the difference maker in the standings, but those types of head-to-head matchups, they're real barometers, and they can have an impact on a team as they go into the playoffs. It is, of course, impactful in the standings. You add another game one way or the other, but I just think from a confidence standpoint, it's just far more impactful. You'll give yourself a real shot in the arm going to the playoffs if you handle the next team behind you in the standings in a positive way. I think that's more important than what that game will matter towards. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. 
All right, the Jazz with basically an instant replay, a sequel to Saturday's game. Sequels usually suck. Nobody needed Mall Cop 2. Nobody. Nobody needed Jazz Wolves 2. Mall Cop 2. Yes, random sequel. Paul Blart. The Bad News Bears go to Japan. Did anybody need that? They go to Japan for three or two. Yeah, they did. Well, they went to the Astrodome too, and I can't remember which order, because again, nobody needed those sequels. Either one of them. Okay. The Mighty Ducks had a great sequel. D2. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not buying it, PK. You in on Mal- you in on uh, the the Mighty Ducks 2? I'm not sure. I'm see, I'm not a movie guy, so I'm like the worst person to ask on this cuz I don't think I saw Mighty Ducks 1. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. You guys missed out. Uh, we weren't the right age. But well, but I had kids. Yep. Uh you know, I mean, I suppose I could do without Rocky fourteen, and I'm <laughs> and I'm like shocked that Sylvester Stallone is not going to be in Creed three. He created the thing. You got to have a place for him. Don Haskins was in Glory Road. You got to you got to. There's got to be a walk on. He's got to. There's got to be something. There's got to be yeah. some cameo. Can't he be like, I don't know, a security guard, a fan in the crowd, something? Yeah, I mean, come on. So, did the world need all those Rockies? No. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> the next Karate Kid. There's another. There's another movie to miss. Yeah, but those are remakes. They're not really uh, sequels, sequels, are they? Uh, there was a sequel for I, I forget what it was called, but there was one. Like Star is Born with. Uh, that was a remake, not a sequel. Lady Gaga. Right. Eh, it was a remake, but it was a different storyline. They gave it a twist, right? Uh, but did we need that? Um, yeah, I say we did. I think we did. Yeah, I'm going with we did. We needed it. <laughs> Major League Two. No, thank you. And did the Jazz need this? I'm going to say, yeah, they did. I, I'm loving life right now with the Jazz. <laughs> Adversity, yeah. conflict, people breaking arms, hopping off the bandwagon, major disappointment, lower lips, moping, dragging on the ground. I mean, you, 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 and you, they all doubt you. I doubt each one of you guys. Are you ever going to make a shot again, Joe? Sure, you were good for a while, and everybody was tooting your horn and all this stuff, and it was all nothing but love. But you ever going to make a basket again that counts? And come on, man. And Clarkson and Bogdanovich, you put up big numbers when they lose. But Let's be a difference maker. Be the difference yeah, maker. Yeah, I mean, you weren't even there last year in the playoffs, so how do I know what you're going to do in this year's playoffs? Have you ever done anything in the postseason? Is it, uh, Bogdanovich? You might not even you not you were hey, hey, people doubt you so much, Bogdanovich. They don't even think you're the best Bogdanovich in the NBA. <laughs> they ought to have you in for a pregame talk in the locker room. <laughs> It's the truth. He's vaccinated and masked up. He's okay with NBA protocol. Here to irritate each and every one of you. PK. Joe's head drops. Everybody else looks around like, who? And Joe's head is like, oh, boy, this is going to go wrong. No, it's going to go right. And then you just go around the room insulting everybody, like some modern-day Don Rickles or something, just taking shots. Well, I mean, yeah, me and Shaq, I mean, both of us were born in Jersey. (laughs) Never forget, Jack. Jack was born right down the street from where my father was born. East Orange and Nork, they're adjoining communities. They're right next to each other. You can walk. My father used to walk 
to go down and see the Nork Eagles play in the uh, the Negro Leagues when he was in East Orange. Nork was right down the street, minutes away. He could literally walk when uh, he would go down and see the uh, Eagles play in Nork. So that's where Shaq is from. So, yeah, of course, that's the way on, we're going to be. On a serious note, you threw a lot of stuff out of there, and there was some there was some comedy, but there was also some truth mixed in. And one thing that I personally am intrigued, because I have, I have looked this up uh, – uh, because I've been curious, is what kind of a playoff peer, player is what kind of playoff player is Bogey? I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, um, 18 points a game, 88 per, or 80 uh, percent is his big series. He had a series for Indiana. It was 18 points a game and signed the Jazz free um, mm-hmm. free yeah. agent deal off that. Um, but in over four years in the playoffs with three different teams, and obviously you're getting back to when he's 25 and he's a much younger player, so I don't know that all of this should be on him, but it's still, you know, your, your record is what and your stats are what they say, you know, you are. Okay. Uh, 40% field goals uh, shooting and 35% from three. It's not good enough. Right. He's better than that. Right. And that's it. As a 25-year-old in Brooklyn back in 2015 was his first trip. Um Won a playoff series with Washington when he was 27 in 2017, and then had a couple series with the Pacers um, as a 28 and 29 year old in 2018 and 19. Misses the playoffs with the Jazz in 20. So now, who are you now? And we, this goes back to the previous segment we were talking about where are the scars. You know, stuff goes wrong. Do you learn from it? Do you come back better? Kobe shot the air ball. You know, we all know the story. Ends up air with balls, five titles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Bogdanovich, too, and I'm not sure about that Brooklyn situation, but Indiana is like, well, you weren't really expected to do anything. Now you're expected to do something here, man. And you're expected even more. There's never been a jazz team in the history of jazz land that's had more to prove than this team with all the doubters. And the thing about it is if you're going – uh, let's see, if you're going on a regular 82-game season, if you're going 50-32, and 32, I mean, you're recognized as a good team. But nobody's really expecting you to do anything. But when you held on to the number one seed now for as long as you have, and now you're clinging to it, yeah. and people are expecting you not to have it. So there's all sorts of doubts. So the individually and collectively, this group has never been doubted more than it is right now, today. Because now you've just lost two games. And sure, you didn't have Mitchell, but you played the crappy team that is all over the place, and and you lost them. And the way you lost to them, you got to be a defensive player of the year, and you screw up. What are you, stupid? And you just let a dude go right down to the – right down the – just basically almost literally right down the lane and get an easy layup. I mean, come on, man. The, the doubting this morning – is never been more so. And it's gosh, reaching a crescendo. Oh, yeah. I'd be a pig in mud if I were these guys, man. I would be so fired up. I'm fired up for them because I have a belief in them, and I think they can get it done. But now go prove it because I said I think. I didn't say I know. What do you got? What do you got, Wade? PK, I'd argue that the Jazz are actually the only team in the league who would have something happen like happened last night and then – go on to repeat it yeah see see wade wade not only thinks you suck he thinks you're stupid <laughs> the only team in the league that could have it happen That's and then it. have it happen again yeah yeah you, your basketball literacy you're illiterate dwight. all right here's, here's dwight the utah jazz do not handle pressure 
And that is the bottom line. Every coach knows the mind game, not all your stupid analytics and all your stats. It's a mind game. You put them on pressure, you make them choke, and they go cold. <laughs> Save those for Joe, as long as they win thir- uh, tomorrow, not if they lose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can hit us up on the open mic. It's feature. Uh, grab your phone. Uh, download our app, you use the open mic feature, and you can send us uh, 15 seconds of audio. Record yourself, send it in, and y'all can play it on the air. DJ and PK, we've got Big T Thurl Bailey joining us next. We'll run all of this by him. Stay with us.